This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. We're back. Oh shit, we're in. We're in. Chris, you did the silent lead-in. I did. He, he I did, did the, the silent lead-in. He did the point. Did. Joe, what number is this? This is going to be seventy-five. Wow, seventy-five. Seventy-five. Like the great George Martin from the New York Giants, number seventy-five. All right. Remember him or no? No, I don't. He used to have all the like the one-hand interceptions. He was like a, a defensive end, like a lineman type dude. Isn't George Martin the guy who wrote Lord uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, I don't know. What's his name? I think it's George R. R. Martin. Ooh. R. R. Martin. What's he have a stuttering problem? I don't know. That's a good trick when you do when you fuck with your initials like that. Yeah. To make your name sound more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like it's um almost always the middle initial is a J. Right? That's a good one, yeah. J in the yeah, middle. It's always a J in the middle. <laughs> Mine's actually a J. Mine's a D. Richard J. Mancuso. Well, your middle name is Dork. Or you could just say R <laughs> oh, shit, J sorry, Mancuso. Right? Yeah, RJ. My mom's plan was people to call me RJ, but it never kicked in. Yeah, that's a good nickname. That's RJ, like a RJ, yeah, that's pretty good. TJ, that's a yeah. good, that's a classic. TJ Hooker, BJ, man. I knew a bunch of kids at school named BJ, and yeah, then, you know, since third grade, For a kid that's rough. Blowjob since yeah. in third grade. Hey, blowjob Smith. I didn't even know what a blowjob was. In third oh grade. boy, really? I was saying it to BJ. I was around fifth grade when I got my first one. She was the uh, yeah. <laughs> she was the music teacher, Miss Miss Guerrero, and she just liked the way you play riffs. Ah, no, she, it was my singing. She was like, <laughs> it was my singing that got her. Yeah, I remember you seduced her with your in voice. Dole mi fa sol We were standing in the lunch line, and this kid Steve, who was like the he was Ed, Mr. Advanced, you know, and, and he was we're standing in line together, and he was pointing. To every girl that he fucked. Wow. In what? Really? Fifth grade? In fifth grade. He ah, didn't, ah. he didn't fuck yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, I remember, I, I, I was like, you know how I was raised, sheltered and shit. Yeah. Like, and um, he was like, I fucked her. Fucked her. Yes, dude. Fucked her. Fucked her. Damn. She blew me. Fucked her. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. He pointed to like 25 girls. And that's I was awesome. like, wow, Steve. Steve is the man. This is amazing. I'm going to go. <laughs> he was racking them up. Get a dictionary and see what fucked means. <laughs> Wow, no, that was that was incredible, man. I was like blown away by yeah, this dude. Me too. It was all lies, all lies you know? and propaganda. How do you know? I was I was getting funky in the fifth, fifth grade. You yeah, heard? yeah. I knocked the broad up in the seventh grade. You, you were oh. fifth grade. You knocked up a seventh grader. Yeah. What became of the child? A little abortion in the alleyway. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. It was her and her friends. I had nothing to do with it. I was waiting for the baby. I came with a the box of chocolates. You came with chocolates came and with cigars. Chocolates. And they, they had said, a... the baby's gone, Rich. Go home. Oh, heartbreaking. It was, a, it was a, a school dance dumpster baby. Ah, Chris. That's disgusting because that's true life. It is. Isn't terrible. that a true story? Yeah. That's a girl. Too, it's too true. Or is that an urban legend? It happens all the time. It happens yeah. all the fucking time. How do time, people man? around the, the girl not know she's pregnant? Yeah. Dude, there's crazy, a right? show. There was a show <laughs> called crazy. "I Was Pregnant and Didn't Know It" or something like that. Yeah. Something. It, it's similar to that. Is, is it po- it's is all about possible? girls who were pregnant and didn't know they were pregnant, and then they 
What are they pregnant they had with to a go mouse? To the bathroom or something? They didn't know it's something. They had some pain, so they sat on the toilet and the baby came out. That's insane, man. I don't know. I mean, they had a season of these of episodes of yeah. this, of these stories. Is the baby so small that they don't? The baby never kicks. I know, like in, in like a miscarriage, the baby comes out all different, all range of sizes. You know, hmm. and. But I, I mean, even when babies are born alive and healthy, sometimes they're just tiny. I was like four pounds. You know? Or sometimes they're born premature and they're just little. Mm. Were you really four pounds? Yeah. That's yeah. Were you premature? I don't think so. Just a small motherfucker. Just a small baby. I had my whole setup in there. I had a lot of shit, other shit. My little couch. Couch it wasn't room for me. Entertainment center. <laughs> I didn't want to come out. He was and, doing what he had to do. And I was on the bottle until like five or six or seven or some shit. Yeah. I refused to get off the bottle. I, I would bit, bite the tip off. I would fill it up myself with Coke. <laughs> Screw it Coke. Yeah. That's, not the, that's not quite on the bottle. That's yeah. a different kind of bottle. Well, I would never. I never. You know, I was picturing you were drinking like formula or something. You know? No, just uh, just. I know a bottle. you drank the super every drink steroid uh, titty milk Jamaican titty Jamaica milk Jamaican mama son. That's how I got my my juice, but. When I was getting old as a kid, I never wanted to drink out of a glass. I always wanted it in a bottle. It was better. It would spill. Nothing would happen. You drop it. It's nature's yeah. glass. It was like having a boob with me all day. Yeah. Well, there it's you nature's go, right? Glass. Look at that. But I was to the point where I was like an older kid that could fill up my own bottle with whatever I wanted, Kool-Aid, anything. Imagine that's yeah, the way like biologically we're all supposed, we're to, supposed drink to do drink all that. day long. Well, <laughs> and when I was a little baby, you know what I used to do? I used to blow real hard into the bottle. That I could just sit back and chill and would come out automatically. Oh, yeah? Now that's yeah. thinking. So I'd be like, Whoop, and make just, pres- pressurize and like, it. For like almost a minute, it would do it on its own. I wouldn't have to suck. It would just be coming out. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was a smart baby. That's a clever approach. Yeah. <laughs> See that? That is smart. Yeah. You never saw that? You're around babies it's all pressurized. the time. Yeah, pressurized the bottle. Yeah. See that? But I stayed on the bottle for a long time, so my family likes to tease me about it. But what's the difference, you know? Who cares? Yeah. Drink. I know. A drink's a drink. I'm on a bottle right now. Who thanks cares to, about the container? Thanks to Keith. Yo, that is so cool. Can you please explain that to everybody? I think we talked about it once, but just Keith, say it again. Our man from, you know, Joe was in a band with him. Were you guys in Keith the band James. at the same time? We were in Strength for a Reason together, yeah. I know you are both in a band. I didn't know if you were at the same time. Yep. He sent me a case of uh, A-Tree Frosted Cream Sodas and a case of Black Cherry a treat in the cans, and a tremendous. That's we a good a score. So we also discussed the fact that you don't drink soda constantly. Yeah, people but people think you do. Yeah. I thought you did yeah. <laughs> for years. I barely drink anything so, unless I'm eating. I think too. people are contributing to your future. I do diabetes. I, know, I, I do love soda though. I love it's, it's great. Like, it's like a, you know a, a treat, an a treat, and then from Tom Cops we got. Chico sticks. Disposable, like, no, what, what's it called when you, like... Dispenser. Dispensable, dispenser box of Chico stick little snack nuggets he sent. Pretty incredible. Yeah, really good. It's really cool. i never even seen that size, that version. They sell those at the Shawnee General Store, really? the little 10-cent ones. Chico sticks, great. And I saw, when I put it up, a kid said, don't tell me that's chicken-flavored candy. <laughs> and I never even thought of that. But yeah, I was like, yeah, that name kind of maybe sucks. Right, it is a weird name, yeah. Yeah, Chico Stick, because it's, it's it has it's, nothing to do with the flavor. It's the flavor peanut is butter and coconut. Peanut butter, coconut. It's almost like the Butterfinger yes. filling. It's like the the interior of the Butterfinger. And um, 
Yeah, it has nothing to do with chicks yeah. or sticks. I never even thought of it until the guy said that. I'm like, oh, I can see how he was misled. But our uh, our listeners are very kind to us. I found that really, Truly. really good flavor. Of what? Of soda, but they call it sparkling beverage, but it's soda. But it was at a TJ Maxx. I was in a TJ Maxx to head. When you're when you're checking out, you know how they put all of this crazy shit that they want you to grab at the last minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was these cans. I know you would not like this flavor, but it's something that I grew up with. Something called rhubarb. Ah, do you know what rhubarb is? Yeah, somebody. I used to go to an Irish girl, and their mother cooked a, a rhubarb pie once, and I thought it was going to be good, and it was horrible. I love rhubarb pie. Oh, rhubarb, str- huh. but you mix it with something else, like rhubarb and apple, or rhubarb and strawberry. They, it's just flavors that go together. It almost adds like a like a like a sour patch kick hmm. to like a fruit. Hmm. So I found a rhubarb apple soda. It's fucking banging, man. Really? If you like rhubarb. Yeah. It tastes like a rhubarb apple pie but a yeah. soda flavor of it. Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. Costin pressed. That's the 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 brand Costin pressed. So I looked it up on Amazon cuz I never seen it before. These are selling for $37 a six pack. What? On Amazon. Really? Because it must be discontinued. So how much you get it for? I bought it for $4 for a six-pack at TJ Maxx. Jeez, In man. recent times? Yeah, a couple wow, weeks you ago. you should swallow them all up if that's the case. I bought every one they had. Wow. But I'm going to drink them all. I'm not selling them. Wow, that good? Even though yeah. you can get like, the heat? Yeah. Nah, I need them. They're good. Mm. They're delish. What was that one soda that we were drinking? It was like a Mexican one. It tastes like bubble gum. Oh, cheer! No, some like wine or something. Cheer, cheer, uh, cheer wine. No, nah, it wasn't something that like one. That? It was, you know what I'm talking about? Though, yeah, right? brandy wine. No, nah, it was like some Mexican shit. That shit was good. Yeah, that was good. It was a little, always a little flat though. It wasn't fizzy like. Uh, was, what's the one that was cola with a K? Yeah, that's what it was. Is that it? Yeah, cola champagne or something. Maybe? Yeah, champagne cola. That's yeah, it. that champagne shit was cola. good. Damn, that was good. I got to get that again. But what else has been going on? What have we been doing? Well, Joe's a purple belt now. Chris, you see that? I was promoted I to see purple that. belt. I was promoted to purple belt. What's next? Uh, brown. Brown. Brown and Damn. black. It's a little embarrassing to be a brown belt. Yeah, why? It's like you shit your belt. No. <laughs> shit the belt. That's ridiculous. <laughs> a brown belt. A brown eye belt. Please excuse me. I shit the belt. A purple belt, though. Would you, did you have to kill a guy to get that? I had to go through a gauntlet of uh, really hard sparring. Break a leg or something. Yo, listen, in the last six months, I felt it, I felt something kick in, in the last six months of my training, and I just got, like, things started to make sense, things started clicking, and I still have, like, a long way to go, but I, I feel like, um, I just, I felt myself getting better all the time over the last six months, like, every week I felt Mm. there was an improvement. that's great. And it was, like noticeable and there was like a time six months before that where i felt kind of stuck and i would kind of be running into a wall all the time where like on certain techniques i just or during like sparring or rolling i couldn't like get past certain things that people would do to me i couldn't like figure out my way around it or i couldn't stop certain things from happening and um something kicked in over the last six months and i definitely like improved and i got my last i, I had two stripes on my blue belt for a while and then I kind of rapidly got the third one and the fourth one, and the the purple belt promotion last uh, last Saturday. Nice. Um, it happened pretty quickly. 
They take and, you out to eat afterwards or something? No, no. I actually... Get ice cream. That was... As you know, that weekend was really crazy. That was, the, you know, when we we also dropped the album on Friday, mm. the, the day before I got this promotion. And it was, uh, it, you know, I don't want to brag or boast or anything, that, but it, it did pretty well, especially for us, like better than anything we've ever done as in the iTunes age. And so there was a lot. I was kind of overwhelmed with like people kind of congratulating and you know just saying they like the album and things like that so it was it was a lot of shit going on and i had to go on like a little hike to clear my head i went up to delaware water gap and walked up the mountain and just kind of like soaked it all in and uh put try to put it in perspective but it's crazy man like we've been doing music for so long and you don't think of it in in terms of like rewards anymore the reward is like being able to play a good show that's like the reward that we really get from music, mm. playing a good live show. And you you stop thinking of it in terms of like anything other than the the ultimate goal is to just play a dope show when you get the chance. Yeah. And with jujitsu, I stopped thinking of it in terms of like getting rewarded with promotions and things like that. And it's just like just learn just learn what you can while you have the opportunity, while your body works, while you're you have youth. You know what I mean. Mm. Try to like soak in this knowledge, and then like when a reward does come, it's like oh <laughs> shit, oh fuck, this this happens too. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it was kind of it was pretty surreal, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the way things are going right now. Good, good. That's great, man. And the record came out on July twentieth, correct? Correct. And Chris. What are some of the reasons we put the record out on that date? Well, it has to do something with Alexander the Great. His birthday. So this is a day of strength. Joe, what's the title of the album? Nothing in Nature Respects Weakness. Could the same mentality be said for someone who thinks like Alexander the Great, Chris, since you are a doctor of Greek archaeology? Yes. He wouldn't respect weakness. The whole culture he came from didn't respect weakness. That was his birthday. He had to power through things. Another reason that we chose that date is because the great Bruce Lee passed away on that date. Coincidence? <sighs> Not coincidence. This was all premeditated. We aligned the stars. It was a full moon. We chose that date ahead of time. And the final reason is because the true great American sitting bull surrendered, the last one to surrender on that date, only with the stipulation his followers would be forgiven. That's why Incredible. that record came out on that date. That's the story behind it, okay? No bullshit. Everything is for a reason, Joe. You know this. You're a purple belt. And now the people know. You hang out with Chinese, wise Chinese people. <laughs> you know? What do you mean? Why, why is that funny? I'm picturing you guys in a dojo. Why is Chinese? Right, Chris? They got a dojo. They wear the robe. That's exactly what I think, too. When the master comes my, out. I did get my promotion from a wise Filipino man. See? Filipino. They're usually hot girls. I'm little Filipino girls. Yo. Hey, little dude, baby. This dude is badass. Yeah? How yeah. big? The Filipino is tiny. I'll beat him down. He's tiny. I throw him a beating. And he's just like... How much he weigh? Fucking good, man. 
Probably in the one fifty ah. range, one forty, one fifty. That was me in eighth grade. I throw him a beating. Small dude. Like Chris, why why don't you get Chris into the jujitsu? I'd love to, man. I'd love to. I'd probably break my fingers, dislocate my back. I got bad luck when it comes to those things. Chris, I don't know, man. You might it might benefit you. Chris, this isn't a sport for athletes. It's not. It's a sport for it's nerds. It's a sport man. for nerds like yourself. I'm telling you, jujitsu <laughs> is a sport where nerds can thrive. Yeah, if man. they can put up with a little discomfort and and the the physical part of like get, you know getting your body a little stronger it's a sport for thinkers this is a sport for for it's deep a tactical thinkers. sport it's a tactical sport it's chess. chris have you ever been involved in any sports yeah i did i took bjitsu tay when i was young bjitsu tay bjitsu tay and can you describe Bijutsu Te? <laughs> Why is he it saying was, it like that? I don't know. Bijutsu Te. I don't know. That's what they, they would say it when oh. I was a kid, and I, it always made me laugh. Is it a real thing or something? It, it, it is a real thing. You'd be like, Mom, like come a, on. We're going to be late for Bijutsu Te. Yeah, I, I used to go, and I did that when I was when I was a kid. And you know why I had to quit? Because my back was fucked up. I had scoliosis. Shut up. I swear to you. Did you really have scoliosis? I did. I didn't even know what I, you know, I went to the doctor like, oh, you have scoliosis. I thought scoliosis like is there forever. Like you don't have it now, but you had I don't. Then. I had to do exercises. They were like from doing the other Bijitsu stuff. Bijitsu you should have been doing. Well, the, the, in those days, the doctor would be like, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm taking it. And he was like, what is it? It was kind of like a judo mixed with karate. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and you have to do some some throws. And he was like, well, you have to stop that right away. And you have to do these exercises or you're being a brace kid. I remember the doctor told me that. And I was like, a brace? As, wow. he, as he bluntly put out his cigarette. Yeah, man. But those days, you know what I'm saying? When, <laughs> when I was uh, 11 years old, you know, it was a big fucking deal. And uh, he made me quit. And I stopped. And I had to do those weird exercises. So well, I didn't if have to wear doing- a brace. If you're doing judo, so you're like I can kind of understand that because you got to take if you're ta- if you're taking falls, yeah, it fucking hurts if you're not landing properly, yeah. And uh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I was like, well, it's kind of like karate and judo, and he's like, oh, you do, you have to do throws in that. I'm like, yeah, you, have, you know, when I just showed something, he's like, you have to stop that right away and you do these exercises. You have to give up on that kid, or you'll be in a brace. And I was like, okay. So you weren't a healthy dude. You were or something? cool with it. No, it was just something that happened that they said, oh, you know, it was common, but if you neglect it and you don't pay attention to it, you could end up with a, a, a problem in your spine and you have to have a brace then. And he's like, how do you want to go to high school with a brace? And he, I remember the guy, doctor told me that and scared the shit out of me. Why is he so aggressive? So he, Chris got scared. That's what it was, man. He made fun. me stop. I didn't, I didn't want to stop because I used to go with my uncle and do it. And he really liked it, you know what I'm saying? So we would go and do that twice a week. And I didn't want to quit. And he was like, you'll be in a brace. And there's all the stuff and that kind of like scared the shit out of me a little bit and it made me I was like oh I gave it up I remember when I had to tell the my sensei that I had to, couldn't do it anymore I sensei, was like I'm very sorry but I can no longer do bijujitsu with you yeah, like that and I was just mad see how things are different for Sucked. people when I was young and playing football the local football star I wanted to stop playing because I was hurting kids I didn't want to hurt kids no more I came home I told my dad listen I don't want to play no more I hurt another kid he said come here you don't want to play no more? I said, no. Nah. He said, all right. He put a cigarette out on my arm. He said, you fucking ever say that again. You find a new place to live. See how that is? All right. Meanwhile, Chris's little fantasy world, they sent him to a doctor because he had a little splinter. The doctor tells him he can't throw things. That was it, man. Oh, see the difference then, in lifestyle. tells my mother, I remember him looking at my mother then and saying, "If he continues with this, he'll be in a brace." And she was a face turned, like uh, she. My dad would put that guy in a brace, and that was the end of that. Goodbye, you're done. And then meanwhile, poor Joe wasn't allowed to do anything. 
Yeah, I'm in the reading the Bible. You're reading the Bible and thinking shit. Thinking of Bible arguments. <laughs> thinking of Bible arguments. Bi- bi- arguments to yeah, st- stoop my father with. Bi- biblical points. Hey, hey, you know what happened since uh, the, the I told the story about my sister and my dad? Yeah. A lot of Jehovah's Witnesses sent me messages. Yeah, yeah really? we have a lot of ex Jehovah's oh wi- Witnesses. Yeah, they wouldn't be listening if they were um, true Jehovah's. But yeah, there's a lot of listeners that used that grew up like I did as a Jehovah's Witness. Wow, and they were like t- saying they're like, "Yeah, I got no relationship with my mother. Uh, yeah. My uncle did this, you know, horrible thing, and blah blah blah." Like That's a lot terrible. of crazy stories, and a lot. I, I have a feeling that when we go to uh, some of them are European, actually. So I, I think really, I might end up meeting up with some of these people and have a little. You're gonna be you, XJW. If you keep on doing that, and the, the, the kingdom hall gets, they're they gonna the like mark out. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be. Yeah, could they're be gonna bad. mark you, call you uh, whatever apostate, apostate shit talker. Oh, really? Uh, the branch. We that. have our friend Daniel Botter in Berlin. That's right. He Cupcake. Was he, he was a. Uh, that's that was our connection with him. Was yeah. ex Jehovah's Witness. How about uh? Let's go over all the. I mean, we can't tell everybody the people's business. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that's true. I was gonna say, let's go over all the Jehovahs we know. <laughs> Yo, is it because <laughs> it does it, come uh, out a lot? Is it similar in the European and American versions? Same, same, exactly. yeah, exactly. same doctrine. There's same, no difference. It's the same format, you know. Right. Same format. Same. Exactly. And all money worldwide gets funneled to the same place. Oh, really? You know? uh, so it's like it's a it's like a low key. Scientology. Scientology right. is very flashy and out in the open, and they want celebrities. These guys leading the charge. When Jehovah's Witnesses get celebrities, they don't advertise it like that. Like we, it, it's known among the group, and people in the group might be like, kind of like, "Oh shit, yo, did you know Prince was Jehovah's Witness?" Hmm. But they would never like advertise it like that because they're trying to kind of right, th- right. fly under the radar, you know. But yeah, it's the same thing. All money gets funneled to the same place, and there's no, there's no real leadership. It's kind of like, you know, questionable. Like who's the, who's in charge? Who's running? Who's steering this ship? Yeah, right. You know, probably because that guy don't want to get pinched. Yeah, yeah. So they're like the mafia family that stays quiet. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if there's if religion is like mafias, they would be like one of the, the smarter ones. You know, mm-hmm. if it goes down, it. The feds don't even know who to get, who's calling the shots. Yeah. So mm. there isn't one, but there isn't one central person who, who calls the shots. It's like a council, no? It's a council, yeah. There's a, so bo- uh, a governing body they that call talks it. to God. So then they could either they could distribute uh, the, uh, the burdens and uh, responsibilities. Yes, and the governing body, it's, it, it's not like a permanent position either. Uh, you rotate it in so and out. So they rotate in and out, and it's kind of like... It's not like Supreme Court where you're in it for life, you know. Right. And you have to die to, to get replaced. It's not like that. Um, Isn't there a party that wants to get back in there so you don't, like, burn in hell? Nah, man. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Chris, what were you raised as? Like? Catholic? Uh, Greek Orthodox. The Greek Order, weird. They're Yo, really I went weird. to a funeral. I'm Catholic. I did them both. You know what I'm saying? They're you know, really not weird. They're I weird. was at a funeral at a Greek Orthodox church. Spooky, right? Yo, it was like a six-hour funeral. Yep, I wasn't even. I didn't feel sad anymore at the end. I was like, "Oh my god!" I you felt sad for angry. yourself. Yeah, I was like angry. I feel oh, like let me pay my respects. At the end, you're like, <laughs> "I just got disrespected." Yeah, these people have no respect. Yeah, religion is crazy. I would. I want to start my own shit though, man. But it's yeah, probably I think hard. It's very possible, man. I, I think, think it's so. so possible, and it's not even technically like. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it, man. No, people love like, it. You can. People need it. 
People need it. They people crave want it. it. They, they crave look for it. it. There's there are people that are looking for it. Did you Physically see looking. Wild 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 Country? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah, I saw that. Yo, people are fucking nuts, man. They know. need it. They need it. I don't know. It's not they crave it. They're they're like fiending for it. And I mean, when they get it, it feels like it feels like relief to them. I don't wanna like say it's impossible, but I could never see myself following anything like that. Like, but then I see that and like What's what's the difference? Like why? Well, some people follow and some people lead. I can see you leading with something like that more than following it, mm-hmm. and I can see you do, coming up with a plan to make this happen, mm-hmm. and then like getting people to follow you. I Wonder can see if that I could start going it, down. If I could start it on this podcast, <laughs> hello, listeners. It's your Listen, prophet. No, let me do the voice. <laughs> let me do the voice. <laughs> this summer, the prophet is arriving. Richard Mancuso. No, no. I What's go, the name of your... I go by Lord Master. Lord Master. What's oh. the, the... Give me a few doctrines. The name of the movement is Osuknamism. Osuknamism. Coming this summer, Lord Master will lead the way. My flock. Flock, gather if you want to be free. Yeah, I was what I call them, my flock. Come for answers this summer. Wonder how, uh, what could be the main doctrine besides all worship to Lord Master? All uh, right, I'll tell you one thing that people need. Discipline. That does that won't make them flock to you. Oh, they will. I no, bet. No, 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 no. Oh, no? People, they, they people despise the they word were, of discipline. I thought they like wanted to get hit. Cringeworthy. Okay, but if you offer people forgiveness, mm. that's what people crave. Well, they could have that with Christianity. People crave inclusion. They want to be a part of something that's mm. bigger than themselves, and they want also to be to feel like they're they're free from. From um, okay, not free from judgment, but free from judgment of things they're ashamed this of. This is in what Osuknam is that they will do in the future. This is what Osuknamism offers: a thirteen-year plan of forgiveness. You and your first day, you come before the Lord Master. You let him know the sin that you seek forgiveness for. <laughs> Lord Master, Lord Master. <laughs> Within 13 years, if you follow my plan, you will be forgiven, not only by Lord Master, but by Mother Nature. Lord Master, I've See how murdered. that works. I've murdered, Lord Master. That's fine. 13 years. 13 year, years of loyal servitude to Lord Master, and all is forgiven. How do I know this? God told me. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, That's there the you perfect go. way out. It's the perfect way out. Yes. Come to your Lord Master. There's a great Dan Carlin uh, hardcore history episode called Prophets of Doom. It's about the the Martin Luther era. Oh, yeah, I heard that one. Of Christianity. Yeah. Yo, these fucking people are wild, man. I heard that one. Every dude, every like David Koresh type dude was like, oh, shit, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And they just come out of the woodworks. And the people, like, they just, people just follow them. And listen, and we say, oh, that could happen back then, but like the documentary we were just talking about, like the name you just mentioned. David Koresh, that's recent, stuff man. happens in real time. It's happening right now somewhere. It's happening right now somewhere yeah, that man. we can't no, even, no, we no. don't know about. It's happening right before your eyes under a God called Trump. 
Yeah. These people that. are treating him like a flawless God that does no wrong, even when he does wrong. His, his his flock makes excuses for every move he makes. Yeah, that's like a you know that's right a, in front of that's everybody. a cult. cult. Yeah, it's a cult of personality, friends. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with a few dudes that joined a cult. Cult. Well, didn't one of them start one? Well, he was like funding it. He oh, didn't start okay. it, but I he funded he was, like, it. The one of the starters. Uh, one of my friends that I he was my <clears throat> next door neighbor. He was like a computer whiz before anybody had computer or internet. This dude was like thinking of ways to make money with the internet. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he just always had like money schemes and shit like that. He was really smart, really good at, at stocks and shit like that. Like in high school, he knew how to trade stocks. This dude had fucking loot and he got sucked into this mentality from some dude like a raver dude, and they were all taking ecstasy oh, and fucking that LSD goes with it. Oh, all boy. this crazy That's shit. That's a great combo. And yo, they would read the Bible and put on like techno music and oh, take acid. Yes, and just this dude would. It's way better than my shit. And then what happens in every cult? What's like the, the inevitable they're, they're thing? Fucking each other. The the, the leader, it's, Lord Master, gets to fuck yeah, all of the wives. You right? know this. So that was going down and this dude was like marrying people in his kitchen and then yeah. like listen to techno like a techno rave wedding yeah. and then fucking people and then like they're all fucking this wow, one wow man fucking that one and like yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> but Serious. they had cold. And, and because my my friend was so like smart with money yo they were living in like like new york city manhattan high rise like 20 grand a month apartment shit renting Lamborghinis. Whoa! Every day they would have like a new, like dope car driving around the city. Like really, if I was you, I would join that shit. I don't know. I was. I just just left. I just left one, and I was. Yeah, but this one's better. It would. It was definitely better. Yeah, fucking music, boning. The music's definitely drugs, Lamborghinis. I'd rather listen to Tech. Jehovah's Witness don't got that shit. The the Jehovah's Witness songs. Ugh. Jehovah's Witnesses got station wagons, old suits. Yo, I hear like a, a. a melody every now and then that reminds me of like some old Jehovah's Witness tune and it just oh my god it gets under my skin it triggers you I hate it (laughs) there's so many triggers is there one thing that you could remember that you miss about the Jehovah's Witnesses one thing that I miss no wow not one thing I'm telling you right now if you said anything good Evan would be so mad at you I don't like one thing about it it all sucked it, there's there's things that were probably good for me in the long run, and I know a lot public of, speaking skills. Yeah, public speaking skills, and I'm not really afraid to. I, I started speaking in front of the church alone on a stage when I was five. Mm-hmm. I, I stood on a milk crate and I had a Bible and my notes around my, around my the dad. same time I was boning Miss Guerrero. <laughs> See, I I had my notes <laughs> that my dad helped me prepare, and I had to do this little speech. You know, and then read from the Bible, and then explain what I what I had read. So you acquired a skill, and you get graded on public speaking things like gesturing with your hands. Hello, and everyone. How you, your voice inflection, you make it go up and you make it go down, and you like you know you make it your. This your words is to sound hold their interest. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rep, re, uh, repetitive words. Yeah. So you. If you if the point of the story is forgiveness, you make sure that you say forgiveness yeah. at least three times. Yeah. You know, like certain things like. Or if that. you want them to know you did something amazing, you say amazing. I'm the amazing. amazing. I'm Donald Trump. Absolutely I'm amazing. amazing. It's incredible. very amazing, really. Incredible. If you think about it, it's, it's really kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all tricks. 
So I learned a lot. Of, there's there's definitely things that made me, you know, but that, that I benefited from. But if things that I miss, nah, man. Mm-hmm. I think about it, and it just makes me cringe. And for those who don't know, both Joe and our bass player, Evan, were in this same cult. And together, at the same, you were active at the same time. That's how I met him, yeah. Yeah. There's a there was a one of the meetings. There's three meetings a week back then, at least. I think they might have changed it over the years, but back then there was three meetings a week. There was a book study. There was a theocratic ministry school. Whoa! And then there was the the Sunday meeting was like the big meeting for the week. It's safe to say you're not getting your dick sucked back then, is it? I mean, no, nah, not by anybody on. you wanted. <laughs> now with all that going on oh, wow maybe by people you didn't want oh. but yeah not like, by people you wanted oh my god <laughs> three so, times a week for a child yeah and how then, long were the sessions and and that was the meetings yeah that you had it. to prepare for the meetings the yeah. day before yeah so tuesday night meeting i had to there was like a family bible study on monday night to get ready for tuesday night thursday night meeting you would have to prepare for on wednesday night Sunday night meeting you had to prepare for on Saturday or Friday night. And then Saturday morning is when you go door to door and knock on people's doors and try to talk to people. Wow. So it's every day of the week there's something. That I don't want to sound bad. Fucking but sucks. What kind of idiot would fucking <laughs> fall for this? Like you actually got followers from going door to door? No, I didn't. Like Did I'm, anybody? I'm, dude, I was I was a kid. Like, yeah, nobody, but like is that a thing? Like yeah, they were successful? All the time. Yeah. People have no fucking lives. Happens a lot. They are just sitting in their house hoping something happens, and then that's what happens. People are craving a thing that they can belong what to. What the fuck? That's They're why a, I'm saying. Come to a show. It's possible. You want to wanna belong to some? Come to a show. It's totally possible to lead a cult or to join a cult. There's yeah. people. The, people. There's something in our nature that we need to belong to these things. Yeah. You know, it's for us, yeah, for us, it is a show. It's, it's that makes us feel like, you know, like, oh, these are my my people here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And luckily, there's no like, you know, it's not a cult in the sense of a religious cult. Like we don't have to blow Vinny stigma or nothing like that. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ! If you want to blow Vinny stigma, you can blow Vinny stigma. <laughs> hey, I want to cook the show. To. You got to blow me first. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Imagine if that's how hardcore was. Like, oh shit! Oh my Lord, god, Ming! That's Jesus. how Def Leppard worked, I think. Mm. Oh, oh glam, the, the the glam cult. The glam cult was like that, yeah. Yo, dude, you gotta, you blow the blow a gauntlet of roadies. It's fucking crazy to meet Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so if hardcore is Whoa. its own cult, then what event is happening this weekend? That would be. The equivalent I mean, of the Christmas Super Bowl for the cult, right? The equi- equivalent What's the of the cult Super Bowl. This is a, the equivalent of a Christian Christmas. Yeah, this is hardcore. Thursday to Sunday, a joyous gathering. Chris, you think you can do it or not? I don't think I'm going to be there, man. Don't, don't sweat it, baby. Don't sweat it. Luckily, we got a guy. We got you covered, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I appreciate that, out. fellas. I appreciate that. Chris is going through a lot at home. Everybody, send send more candy to me to help Chris. <laughs> Oh, I mean, uh, send positive thoughts to Chris, of course. And as for the Jehovah's listening out there, don't you, because listen, right now you're you're against it and you're hating on it. Don't get back in, right? They could get back into it because I've seen people get tricked. Collapse. Because they're going to hold family against them. They're going to say, okay, I could finally talk to this person again. If I just get back into it, it'll be worth it. 
I don't know if that's the right route to go because you're doing something you don't want to do. You're compromising. They're not offering any compromise at all. Things don't work like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Just a message I, to I, the Jehovah Witnesses out there. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And I don't want to like blow up any spots or anything like that. But it's like I have I have family members that are still in it, and it's it sucks, man. It's really hard, like trying to convince people that you're not trying to convince somebody that knows you well that you're not a bad person. Yeah, like, <laughs> like why you have crazy? To, why is that even a, a part of the conversation? Yeah, it's insane. Like, like, you, you already know, know me, right? dude. Come on, man. Like I'm not. What do they think about the music? Um, it depends on the person, man. So yeah. certain people are real supportive of in it. In general, though, the unit would probably, if you were to try to be an active member again, would that be an issue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What if you sang about how great Jehovah is? Nah. <laughs> I don't think they like that kind of stuff, right? They don't want, it's like a they don't prohibition want against that, kind of, shit, that yeah. kind of shit. Like I'll tell you right straight up, I got, <laughs> I, I was not punished, right? I guess some if you were if I was actually in it in it mentally, it would have felt like I was being punished. But I was reprimanded for having facial hair one time for having a goatee. You got really? some nerve, motherfucker! Having a goatee, I remember that. And it was, it was, it's like laughable. It's like this is fucking crazy. They this is crazy. And if if they would have played their cards right, they might have had you back. Nah, you no, were never. you were getting there. You were nah, getting nah, there. Nah. You were starting to dress all different shit. I remember that. But as soon as they did that goatee thing, you got mad about it. I was angry, man. I don't want Because you, you felt played. Yeah. Like they were trying to lure you back in, and then they threw something on you. You see, you see it for what it is when you check. Like that, that, whole, that whole goatee thing was like a test that I put. I was doing an experiment on mm. them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was the result is like, oh, I see the trick. I see what you. I see what you people do. Insane, dude. Yeah, insane. You fucking Jehovah cunts. So they, leave they, us alone. They had no problem with it up until it, until it became a problem. Whoever decided it was a problem, right? Uh, right. And if it, even if it is a problem, they won't drop it on you until they feel like you're in you're deep enough, sufficiently hooked. Yeah. Oh. Then they'll present. They'll say, "Ah, oh, you know, you might want to change this. Like, you know, I don't know. Look around. Do you see anybody else with a goatee? Yeah, Jesus. Oh, they do like that. You fucking jerk. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, I know a lot of this definitely makes no sense to people yeah. listening, but like it, it you know, it's pretty crazy. I could talk about it for days. It and really days is and a days. subtle. They come about it in a very subtle kind of way to try to get into your mind. And they, like that, so you think it's you. They pour honey in your ear, Chris. They do. They, they pour do. honey in your ear. Tell you what you want to hear. Hey, I heard uh, we might have some questions. Oh, yeah? No, that's what you, you said. That. Oh, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I did get some good questions. Uh, ooh, Evan just texted me. Oh, what do you want? Oh, you probably heard us talk about Jehovah's. He could feel it in his, in his bones. He hates Jehovah's Witnesses so much. Evan left. <laughs> Evan left. On his own, dude. He just yeah. like, he was like the older dude who let who paved the the way for the rest. He of said, "I'm not taking it anymore." Yeah, this, Chris, do my robot sound. No, no, don't. We gotta push uh, this up quick. No editing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no editing on this one. And what'd you guys think of the Scotty Banks interview? Huh? That was great, man. Uh, Good job, great, on that, man. Okay, uh, a little bit. I know we were kind of under a time constraint. Tested the phone out. 
And uh, yeah, that works pretty good. Yeah, it's a little rough though. It's sound quality for the first though. one though. It's yeah. pretty dope. You if know, he was be better. If he wasn't at work, I think it would have been a little better sound wise, background noise. Yeah, I yeah. listened to it at work on like a big loud uh, speaker. Oh yeah, like not an earphone. No, I listened to it at work, and, and it wasn't it, too it bad. Was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, man. Okay, what a guy, Scotty Banks. What a guy. Um. All right. This one. Um, Give me a fucking question. All right, McGuire911 wants to t- to us to talk about Shattered Realm. He said he's been a fan of Shattered Realm for years and was reading about the band being two separate bands. Two separate bands. And he wants to know if we can shed any light on this. Is there some sort of beef where there's two separate Shattered Realms? I don't think there's two separate Shattered Realms. There's, there's one semi-active Shattered Realm. Who we just played Chicago with not too long ago. Yep. And it's playing, playing this, is hardcore. this is hardcore. And if there's any other band playing at Shadow Realm, I don't know about it. I didn't hear about anybody else playing. Me neither. I know there's probably salty old band members. Yeah. Shadow Realm was like the you know, a situation of uh like a lot of bands that throughout the years go through so many members and then you know, it's kind of, you don't even know who really is. Like, who started Shattered Realm? Like, I don't think that there is no original member by the last active active forum of Shattered Realm. There, they had at least three or four singers throughout the years that I can remember. And the one that's playing live is the one, I'm not a big fan of Shattered Realm. I always liked them live because, you know, it was like so heavy. But the singer playing now is, in my recollection the most popular of all the singers like i you know i always remember his version being the one i remember you know but i definitely saw the other singers throughout the years but there, yeah there's definitely probably band members who aren't playing in the band that are hating I'm, i bet there's a lot of chatter in certain forums that i that we don't read yeah. i bet there's a lot of chatter about it yeah. but i don't I just don't read that kind of shit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. maybe 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 you know like, more than we do, McGuire. And when it comes to shit like that, if this version is playing and there is no other version, then this is shattered realm. Right. If if this version of the Chromags is playing and there's no other version, then this is the Chromags. And you could go back and say, well, I want the original from thirty five years ago, like the Misfits, like, you know, they finally did something with Glenn Danzig. But Glenn Danzig Danzig was out of the band for thirty years. And they went on with different singers, and and the ver- whatever version was active was the Misfits. You just had to accept it. I don't even think there's a choice with the Shadow Realm. There's just one version. Yeah, but if there is a choice, then you know, pick whichever one you if want. If there's two Shattered Realms out there, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel what, like we would know that. Because my whole thing with the Chromags was like, if Harley wants to be the Chromags, then Harley should say, "Okay, I'm playing out as the Chromags. You want to stop me? Stop me. You want to see me? Come see me." You want to complain on the internet? Complain on the internet. But he never did that. So there has been an active one that has been going now for like 15 years. And all of a sudden there's a question who the, who the real Cro-Mags are. Because he came back around and, and is interested now. And You know what I mean? Like those are the real Cro-Mags. Mm-hmm. Like you got two guys from their first legendary Blueprint hardcore album, Age of Quarrel. That's good enough, isn't it? You know what I mean? I'm sorry if the rest of the guys aren't in the band. But if if I quit wisdom and chains and you guys went on without me and 15 years later i decided i want back in maybe you guys don't want me back in and i start my own thing then yo the beef is on you know what i'm saying 
Like the beef is on. I'll say, fuck those dudes. I'm the real wisdom of chains. Come get some. I'm not going <laughs> to sue you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go that route. Yeah. I was going to say, stop my show if you got a beef. And I'll be at your show and I'll stop your shit. But nothing that, like that's happening with Shadow Realm. There's only one version. You know? Yeah. The Joe Harcourt version. Joe Harcourt is Shadow Realm. Yeah. From what I could tell. Um, Vegan168 wants to know what is each of our favorite track on the album, on the new album. He really likes the album and uh, he wants to know what's your favorite tracks individually. Oh, cool. Individually. I, would, I want to actually know what Chris's is because Chris is such an odd dude and avoids things like that. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite track on the new album is uh, Halfway There. Uh, I like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Mine by far is halfway there by Light Years. Oh wow, yeah. Light Years by Light Years. Damn, that's dope. I think that's my favorite track that we ever did. Wow, yeah, awesome. Uh, I think mine is. It was better than I was, but as I listen to it more, I think my n- new favorite is Slow Drown. I like that. Yeah, musically, cool, cool Slow Drown is so. Just, it's got everything that Wisdom and Chains is. Well, remember when we were to the point where we like, we don't have like the metal vibe we usually have in an album. Yeah. So we busted that together quick. So that kind of took that space. But I was talking to Craig from Sick of It All and he was analyzing the record and he was he was mentioning Slow Drown because he loved the vocals on the chorus. Yeah. He said, you were finally given some brother soul. Oh, please. Instead finally. Of your, instead of your white hardcore side, finally your brother soul <laughs> side is coming out. That's pretty unbelievable. There's no recognition. Sounded like James Brown on that track, baby. You know what else, though? Actually, which is a close second for me is uh, Life Lessons, the opening track. Yo, Luke murdered that yeah, shit. Yeah, the drumming is really cool. Murdered that shit. Uh, I like, like I said, there's two albums, the two songs I don't, I don't like. I can't handle two songs on there. And... It makes me feel good that I see other people liking those, so it yeah, gives me relief. I, I, I don't know why you dislike them. I can see like not liking them as much, but disliking them. I, that's they make me cringe. Me. They make because me like, cringe. I think they're really good songs, and I yeah, got, it's... I got, I got enough um, love about each of those songs that I know that they're not shitty songs. That's what made me a little you know more comfortable that, you know, maybe it's just me being bananas, but yeah, those fucking things. But it's, I'm pretty happy with it otherwise. It's not like the perfect record. But uh, because of those particular songs that bother me, you know, but yeah, halfway there for me. That's the joint. Cool. I think uh, it's that was that was a cool break from the norm, getting Angel on that track and uh angel just the whole vibe of it of it is like yeah it's a good way to it's a good like close yeah but you know one review said it was a bad spot to have well i i actually i don't know if you remember this but i didn't want it there i I wanted it like earlier yeah but now that i listen to it it's like it's where else could it be kind of like thing that was that's what i was struggling with when i was putting it together like in the middle of this thing then you too much of a dive, you know, too much of a mood change in the middle of an album. Yeah. It was hard, but uh, 
you know, when we put the track list together and we didn't get to hear it, I didn't really get to hear it played like that until the album finally came out. Yeah, because we were listening individually yeah. on like MP3s and you yeah. don't want to get to hear it flow. But I think the track list is pretty good now. You know, I, th- I thought it was good when we put it together, but I, I was justified at the end because there was one point, I think it's at the end of Slow Drown and as Palisades Cliff after that, mm-hmm. I was thinking the end of that, which is like this, this, this mood run and the opening of Palisades Cliff is another mood intro. Will that be cool? But I think it, it it is it is cool. It's like you're on the same wave for a little while. Yeah. Even when it blends into the next song, that was my only concern until I read that guy saying halfway there at the end was was crazy, and then he, I started second guessing. But so who the fuck <laughs> is one, this fucking guy. guy? He don't know. Ming. He don't know everything. Uh, I'm glad that the kid uh, who who asked that. That was his favorite song. Vegan one six eight. Yeah, that's uh, our buddy from uh, a fucking vegan. You're a fucking vegan in this day and age. That's not (laughs) popular no more. He's my Finnish. Earth Crisis is not active. He's actually Brazilian, I believe. He lives in Finland. Does he got a big butt? He does jujitsu. Oh yeah, all them jujitsu dudes got big butts. He gets waxed all the time. No, you know what I'm saying? Big jujitsu guys got like big fucking Jennifer Lopez coolies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is what? that? It's like some kind of exercise. I don't know. I, don't know. This is, I think it's like an exercise you do. I don't know. I think you're thinking of Brazilian women. Nah, the way you roll, I think that you're building up that <laughs> disconnect those, between those, those two ideas. You're thinking of Brazilian women. I that don't know. that that rolling is building up that gluto maximus. You heard? Gluto maximus. Chris loves a nice gluto. He's a Greek. <laughs> and my he man, that my man that's, walks around sniffing yo, butts that's all day. Coolie culture. <laughs> the Greeks that's love culture. Yo. <laughs> Greeks That's love the coolie, right? Yeah, Man coolie. Oh, girl coolie. Be, they walk around for a dog coolie. They don't oh, give a fuck. Come on. You guys invented coolie. Ain't no, didn't you? Invented? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I think, check this out. Chris, you're, Chris, you're a doctor of archaeology specializing in Greek. Oh, and this is going to get me. This is gonna get True me or false, lesbians were invented in, by the Greeks. No. What's the name of the island? Well, it's, it, Lesbos. It's, yeah, it's Lesbos. But it's, it's, okay, why is it called Lesbos? Oh, from Sappho, the uh, and what lesbian he, poetess. There you go. Yo, they invented the fucking lesbians, the Greeks. Oh, See okay, that? I'm right. I don't blame because all the guys are fucking each other in the ass. So they're like, like you know yeah. what? We'll stick together. We're not wanted. Okay, <laughs> fine. We're going to we'll Lesbos. do this ourselves. Unreal. Unreal. I like the Greeks. They're all right. They're like. Uh, like a, trying to be Italian, you know, like Albanians and stuff. It's All cute. Right. Here's a uh, here's a good one. This is a kind of a long email. Well, it's not really long. But Go okay. ahead. This is Casey Lane. Casey. Hey, Wick is one of my absolute favorite bands, so thank you for that first off. <laughs> very kind, well, very you, kind. Casey. Casey, you're a good kid. All right. I was listening to Pile of Rubble, Piles of Rubble on the 2014 wow. EP. Mm. You know, that's a song that I regret that, people don't really know i, know. I really wish people could hear yeah, that yeah. I like if anybody out there just go on youtube and check out piles of rubble mm. what is that on anyway it's on um i think it's on a split with twitching tongues is that what it is i think it is is and, it that one yeah that's collections what it is. isn't it like a collections or something oh it might be it on might, that might also be on the too. cd but that's probably even harder to find but there, there was a split seven inch with Twitching Tongues that came out. I think on Dirty Mick Records was that Dirty Mick Records. That's right. And we did, uh, they did one Twitching Tongues is one really long song. We did two songs. One I think was Piles of Rubble. I think that's what the album that was. Piles on. of Rubble and and Exodus, or okay. no, Piles no. of Rubble and the one about a car, like some kind of car accident. 
Oh yeah, what Which the fuck is, did I call that? Uh, next chapter. Turn keep the, reading. Turn the page. I, I'm gonna have it over here. Keep reading. Um, yeah, that's yeah, crazy, those, those man. Cool there's songs. like seven inch songs that just get kind of like lost to the ether, you know. So KC says uh, KC was listening to Piles of Rubble and noticed for whatever reason that track is particularly riff heavy. Like nonstop, and I like this right here. They typed out "meadily, meadily, me." <laughs> I guess that's like KC's way of like describing the riff. Oh shit! Look at that. Last thoughts and piles of rubble. Yeah, dirty McRecords. Dirty McRecords. Wow, that's dope. Yo, Trevor killed the art on that man. Yeah. Our friend Trevor Moment from American Wolverines. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's a really nice looking record. Um, so, particularly riff heavy on Piles of Rubble. Because we live in the era of digital music, the music we buy doesn't come with liner notes and song credits anymore. So I couldn't look to see if that was a guest guitar. Guess so my questions are this. Is there a guest artist on that track or a reason for the sound, the different sound other than why not? Hmm. So I think the, the sound is different because we recorded it at a different studio. That was that was uh, the first time we recorded with Len Carmichael, I believe. Yes. Um, the other two songs on is it Pocono Ghost? No. Which one? What's when we were young? What did, what did that come out on first? When we were young in Exodus, that came out on. Uh, the fuck was that called? I don't know. Those two we recorded at Chop Stop Chop Shop with yeah. Stress. Yeah. Yes. And then we recorded these two at at a Lens studio. Yeah. So that's probably why it sounds different. It's just different I mean different definitely not different playing, but maybe a different guitar tone. I don't know. I I didn't We were kind of messing around with different ideas before we did the God rhythm, before we recorded it, just trying yeah. to like figure out like a if yeah. we wanted to mix up a sound or, you know. It's yeah, it's kind of like a way to demo without like completely wasting the songs, you know. Yeah, it's pr- yeah. it's definitely proto god rhythm. I'm a little I'm a little insulted though. You know, I mean, what's he fucking talking about? A guest guitar player? You got me and Baboon. We're the best in the fucking game. You think we're <laughs> gonna get another guy over here? <laughs> so he thinks it sounds like somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, who? who? Van, the only maybe he could mistake it with Jimi Hendrix or Van Halen. Otherwise, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, that's the that would be the reason. It's a different studio, different different uh, production techniques. Uh, no, and then the second part is, what are your thoughts on albums not having liner notes and lyrics anymore? Do you think it takes the human out of the music slightly? Well, this thing does have this does have it. So yeah. you must have bought it digitally. He might have might have bought it on CD. <clears throat> it might have been on a CD that's basically a compilation of all stuff that we only had a seven inch and cover songs okay so if he did i don't know what's in that cd but if you bought the split seven inch yeah all the lyrics are in here where it was recorded who played the fucking guitar so is there any extra names in there nope no extra names you are the name mathematics in here who did this ray i think ray might have did it yo mathematics yo what's good yeah i bet he either bought the cd or he bought it digitally so dig, buying stuff digitally is great because it's the convenience of it, having it immediately, and it sounds great. You know, it's like right, right there in your pocket all day long. But 
it sucks not having the liner notes. And I actually I'm kind of bummed that on i on iTunes you there's an option for lyrics now. Oh yeah. On a lot of the when you're listening, you can Nobody just press the, the side that. and then the lyrics pop up. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Wow, man. So I I actually asked him about that like a month ago, see if mm-hmm. we could do it, and I thought maybe I was hoping that our our nah. new record would have it, but it doesn't. No. Fucking maybe we I, hopefully we can add it later the or something. Fuck, yo. But um I do like reading the lyrics, especially you when you think you know what they're saying, but yeah. you, certain lines you you don't you're not quite mm-hmm. sure of. Um I don't like it. KC, when there's no liner notes and lyrics. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. I like liner notes. I like lyrics, photos. I like reading the thank you list. Thank you list. I like this. I like that. I like the other thing. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of connects everybody, you know? Piles Back in the rubble, day, though. thank you list. He makes like, me want to listen to the song now, though. He's bugging me out. Like, what the fuck is he Chris, maybe about? we could play it at the end of the episode. What do you think? We can. Or is that going to take too long? We wouldn't have just this just out. Just email this to me, hardcore. you know what I mean. Like, I don't even have that out. song. To be yeah, honest. I don't. I don't have it. You know what I mean. In the Forget I said that. that. Sorry, good. Casey. Not happening. All right. So thanks for the question. That's a pretty good one. And what do we got here? Here's another one. Uh, from Mike. Mike, What if any solution do you see in regards to the lack of show spaces? Why do you think there are so few places like Max's Kansas City, CBGB, and other mid-sized venues as opposed to big hall venues? What's a solution to that? What do you think, guys? So is he just talking about New York City? I don't know. I guess anywhere. I mean, there's there are places to play. Obviously, bands tour all the time. So yeah. I guess in New York City... There's a tremendous risk in owning a place like that. Yeah, it's insurance on an and insurance loan. rent. And the and what do you do when there's not a show going on? You have to make money. You got to pay your bills. You got to pay money. rent. So you need you need activity in there. You need people buying alcohol. Basically, that's yeah. the only way to make it happen. You have to sell alcohol seven days a week. Even when there's no show, you have to have people coming in and drinking and, and making money. In if your you place. have that liquor license. If yeah. you have the liquor license. So it's there's a lot of risk and a lot of overhead. And yeah. uh, it's it's not just as easy as just renting a American Legion, you know, and putting a show on anymore, yeah. especially in New York City. Yeah. And throughout the other states, I don't know. Hardcore is different. If, it's, if hardcore is like dead in a certain state... Then it gets avoided for a while until a band in there pops up and makes it happen, and then people start coming back. That's what it's all about, a local band. If you got no local bands, shit's not going down. Yeah, you need local bands that that draw. And then are, like, you know, hungry enough that they're like, we got to get shows out here. I'm going to find a place. I'm going to call this band and ask, ask them to come play. We're going to open up. Okay, this place closed down. I'm going to find another place. And so on and so on. Like that's what I did early on with CBGBs when I first found that place, and you know, and had the uh, the original Bad Brains there with the with the first singer. Wait, what? All right, go ahead. What else we got? Uh, Dave Chebronx. Hey, I thought you were gonna say Dave Chappelle, but no, Dave it's a no name guy. Chebronx says, "I love the podcast. Only wish the episodes would be a little longer." Yeah, that's what his wife said. Chebronx, you little dick. <laughs> Damn, going hard as Chappelle. I'm fine. Playing, hard, playing. Nah, he, I got excited. I thought, it, it, I thought it was Dave. I thought it was Dave Chappelle. Here's a question for all of you: Who is the best and worst dressed frontman or band member in hardcore, past and present? I mean, with the most swag and the least cool dude. You know what? I don't know. Who's the best and worst dressed frontman? Okay, 
So I'd say the worst dressed frontman has to be Rob from Blood for Blood. Okay. <laughs> right? Tommy the Rat? Wow. If people even know of Tommy the Rat, but that's a good one. That's he's yeah, he's not exactly the stylish guy. You know what I mean? Tommy the Rat's a good choice. I'm not sure if people know that. Rejuvenate. Tommy the Rat from Rejuvenate. Yeah, not the most stylish guy. Maybe bad dressed. Uh Blood for Blood dude. He's Kind of odd with the way he dresses, right? Yeah, he takes some risks. Yeah, you do too, though, a little bit. Come on, same with you. Oh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad, though. I'm saying, like his is, you know, his is bad. But you know, you take. A I risk. take risks, but I do. Uh, listen, <laughs> I do what people like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys laugh. You should have seen his cocky face. You guys laugh. If you saw his cocky, right? He got cocky, right, Chris? You guys laugh. He was like but, moving ahead. <laughs> He's like, yo, he fashionista. Uh, I, uh, I know. I know things that you guys don't know. So. I. Uh, I do what people like. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, oh, best yeah. dressed, in my opinion, is Raven from Murphy's Law. Oh, easily. But Raven, he's not a front man. Yeah, 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 he's just said, or band man. Oh, okay, Raven. Yeah, Raven right. is the coolest dressed yeah. dude And yeah, maybe the coolest ever. dude, period. Yeah. Did, I don't know if I ever said this on here. Hmm. I, I met up with Raven one morning. You talked about a little bit. Yo, he said to me, I was I was talking about how he dresses and like mm-hmm. his persona, and he said when he was a kid he wanted to be a cool rock and roll saxophone player, but he didn't have a saxophone, so he just started dressing like it. Yeah, he's dressed like what he thought a cool saxophone player would. Fucking awesome! So he got his whole uniform, his whole outfit, everything, and he would wear it at the school. He would wear it everywhere. That he's been dressing like that since he was a kid. People got to check out Raven if they don't know. And he then he said, "Well, okay, I got the look down, but now I can I need to learn how to play this instrument." So then he got a saxophone and learned how to. He's a fucking great saxophone player. Wow! And he kills it. And then he so he he became the thing. And he said I, he also draws cartoons like you mentioned that insane cartoons like Frank Frazetta style. And he said. I became a cartoon that I drew of myself. Wow, wow. that's pretty deep, man. And I was like, that damn. so dope. And when you see his book, he showed me his, his sketchbooks. <laughs> you know? This dude is talented, man. Like, he's in, he's living in other, he's living in other dimensions, man. This dude is like, he's out there, man. He's like really, really talented. He got to do some art for us. Yeah, I love it. But we'd probably all be like butt naked and we're like, chicks oh, all around man. like it's all it's like it's kind of like erotic frank frazetta style art <laughs> but like like with a graffiti twist i it. don't mind if you don't mind yeah it's cool with me man i'd like to see <laughs> interpretations of me i want to see chris like that on a chris version a, like that right? on the hood of a Cadillac. crazy uh so yeah thanks dave shabronx i don't know if we an- completely answered that but uh Pretty good question. We uh, well, you didn't give a worst dress. Worst dress for me. Ooh, let's see here. Hmm. Damn, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever looked at a fr- a frontman or band member and said, "Ah, oh, man, he dresses like shit." Or just know. dopey, you know? Dopey. I don't know. How about when we played box cutter in Canada at one time with Stickman? That was kind of cool though, man. Yeah, that was like a cool stick dress. Man you know? might get a best that dress. might be the best dress. You know what was a goofy way to dress? Just all of those um, '90s bands that wore the gigantic pants and the Krishna beads. 
and oh, the tight, the, worst the tight ring style, you know, uh, ringer T-shirts, the worst style ever. Yeah, that was kind of like a goofy period in music. Those jam, jam, jam. Uh, what do you call Jankos? Jankos. And when the j- when fucking joke. And when that person played guitar, if that person with the giant pants, yeah. tight T-shirt, and Krishna beads played guitar, you can just picture in your mind the way he played his guitar. Yeah. You you already know like Holy what I'm thinking shit. right now. That to me, just watching that kind of person play the guitar, just oh, that used to just irk me. So I would just put the whole '90s Krishna bead scene on blast right now as worst. Yes, yeah, that's that was definitely goofy. That was bad. Joe, here, check this out. I tried to make a rule a while ago to prevent Evan from wearing shorts on stage, <laughs> and some of you guys went against me no but maybe I, did you rethink things or uh, I, no i don't wear shorts i know you I don't. like the rule i uh, think the rule is it's not a rule but it's, a, it's i want it to be a, a rule it should be a rule i i agree with the rule because i see I, I looked at myself objectively and i was like yeah you know what that's like you look like a little kid you look yeah, like a, like, a like i do yeah like a dope i wear i'm wearing shorts right now yeah i me like too, wearing shorts too. but on We're stage like i want to look like it's an event, it's an occasion. Yeah. I don't want to look like like I'm going to gym I class. Just, yeah, like these guys, they 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 change their outfit into some like like they're going to climb a rope during gym in third period. Like, and Evan is too old to be wearing shorts. Am I lying over here? If he wears shorts, he should wear like <laughs> shorts appropriate to his age, or maybe you know? shorts with the the leggings underneath, the real tight like <laughs> leggings. <laughs> no, that's not. No, I don't know. But I, I'm trying to shorts. now. Not for a drummer. Because nobody's looking at the goofy drummer anyway. You see the top of his head. But he can wear shorts if he wants. But the bass player can't wear shorts. That's like the power of the band, the bass. And he got shorts on? Uh, I don't know. Chris, what do you think? Ooh, yeah. Chris, do you ever wear shorts? Very, very rarely. How about live? Not live at all. Not live. I haven't Never. wore a pair of shorts, I think, in years live. You wear a lot of extra cloth. Now, you Luke, like is Luke. Cloth. since we're talking about style, Luke is all over Chris about the style, right? He wants him to change those hats. He hates it. Yeah, he, Chris has those college hats with the real tight. Like He's wearing a Trojans hat right now. I am right it's now. It's like a bent. What do you call that? The brim is like real bent. Dave Matthews band. Yeah. And he Dave got, Matthews brim. Exactly. And sometimes he got like them bell-bottomy kind of jeans and shit. What do you call it? Boot cut. Boot cut. <laughs> but so, like snow snowboard boot cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like ski ski boot cut. So Luke is all over him about <laughs> Not it. Not cowboy boot. They're like no, ski, no. ski boots. Oh, yes. Moon boots. Listen, fashion is important. I was thinking about this. We were talking today. I was like, I was asking the guys. I sent in a text. With, How come the band never really caught any love from the punk scene? Remember I said that today? Yeah. Then I was thinking about the oi scene. Then I was thinking an oi show... It's kind of like a fashion show. Yeah. With designer footwear. That's the first most important thing. Designer shirts. A lot of, a lot of, and a lot of shirtless people. Yeah. Really tight jeans. But if you're wearing a shirt, it has to be Fred Perry. Or, yeah, or something like that. And, and tight, real tight. Tight, yeah. And a lot Suspenders. of kissing and hugging and kissing each other's foreheads. Very feminine. And dancing arm in arm. Very feminine. An oi show is. <laughs> Questionable. Would you say Oi right? is feminine? Oi is mad feminine. Oh. Because the scene oh. the scene is based off fashion. And that's you know, and hey, I like fashion just like the next guy. But it's not gonna dictate my shit. The oi scene is dictated by fashion. Yeah. If you come up there and you're the best oi band ever and you're a long haired dude with a flannel, guess what? It's not popping off for you. Nobody's gonna dig it. You gotta have the right shit on. 
Yeah. True or false? It's absolutely true. It's based It's on, the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And I, I people are going to hate me for saying this, man, but I just, I don't understand. I uh, I can't even say it. I'm like. <laughs> what do you mean? You know? It flusters Joey. Hates I you so much. I just don't understand. Like. I, I don't understand the scene, the affection, the touching, and the and all that. Day. I'm just talking about like the skin has seen. Like if it's a gang, I get it. Mm. If you're like a gang, I understand completely. Mm-hmm. But if it's about just the clothes you wear, like what makes you a skinhead? You just dress a certain way and you say I'm a skinhead. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, I that's. To, that's weird to me. Like that's just like there's no well, like what's I mean, the, what's your what's your mission? What's right, your let goal? Me play, in life? Let me like, play devil's advocate. What makes you a metalhead? You love listening to metal music. So if a dude with a suit and tie says he's a metalhead, you would you won't know. But if a guy with long hair and an Iron Maiden T-shirt and a, a bullet belt, you'll know he's a metalhead without him saying. Yeah, but he could say uh, if the suit and tie guy was like, "I'm a metalhead," I would believe him. I'd be like, "Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, okay." So I you're understand. Saying, but a guy can't say I'm a skinhead if, without looking like skinhead. If the like suit and skinhead. tie guy or the long haired guy is like, "Yeah, I'm a skinhead," I'd be like, "Huh? Mm. That doesn't make sense. You're not a skinhead." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, it's the based. Whole, it's, like you said, the whole thing is dictated by a fashion. Yeah, but there's no mission behind the behind it. There's no like like what do you well, do, what do you guys do? What do you? I guess the, okay. Like let's say ravers. Let's say ravers. Ravers have their fashion. Right. Guidos have their fashion. But ravers go to raves. Yeah. And skinheads go to oi shows, I guess, right? Is so is a skinhead Or a skinhead could go to in America. Could go to skinhead is a lot of different things. Yeah, it's not just oi shows, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like yeah. it's a it's a fashion thing. Yeah. It's purely a fashion thing. Cuz you could be a skinhead and go to raves. You could be a skinhead and do and a lot of like, things. And you'd be like, why is this skinhead at the rave? Why is this skinhead at a rave? Yeah. Oh, cuz he's a skinhead and he just likes rave music. Okay. But like it's just it, such an odd thing to me. The important thing with being a skinhead is number one, fashion. You shave your head. You got big pork chop. Mm, you can do that. You got to have you do the, that. That there's way. a handful of acceptable designers that you're allowed to wear. There's a lot of tight sweater vests going on. Uh, very yeah. I mean, uh, hey, Nicholas, I got no problem. I think some of those styles jeans, look nice. Uncomfortable jeans. I think some of those guys look look cute in their outfits. You know what I mean? I'm not taking nothing away from them. But it's just the idea that you have an outfit is what kind of throws me off. It's it's bizarre to me. Or a costume. I appreciate it, and I appreciate, <laughs> you know, that we have a lot of skinhead supporters. How about right now I become a skinhead? Dude, you're halfway there right now. Why? I don't know. Kind of oh. Your hair's kind of short-ish. Yeah, that's like acceptable skinhead length. Well, you're all the way I'm there. I'm totally, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Why don't you do it then? You're closer. I, I try wearing skinhead type of shirts and you guys diss me for it, man, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't call it skinhead type of shirt. Listen. Here's, here's what I try to do. You know what kind of skin outfit you should be wearing? Those What's that? Trench coat. Trench coat skinhead? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like shotgun, like, a, like a Omar? Yeah. Like from the, the wire? Well, the, he got more of like the, stri- like, you know, Google skinhead trench coat. Oh, I know. Him. You're like a pea coat, like yeah, a long yeah, pea coat. Yeah, dude. Ugh, oh, yeah. Joe, come on. Forget know, it. Man. You walk in there and you add a little bit of cockney to your fucking talking and shit. You'll be the man. Hey, love. You know, like one of them joints. Yeah, yeah. And no we'll, shit. We'll call you Joe Skin. All right. We could change our whole shit. This next two's called Chasing the Dragon. You know, how about, Two, three, four. Maybe people could help us about the intro in a Madball song with that English guy talking. Yeah, what does he say? Get off the boat. Something about a boat, straight out of the boat or the bow. 
I don't know. That's what. That's the, the one bowl? part I want to know. Is it the bowl? I don't know. It sounds awesome, though. I love the way it sounds. Wherever they're at, I think, is something called the boat or the bowl or mm-hmm. the bow or something like that. I love it. I love the way it sounds. I just don't know what it's, he's saying or what it means. But I think one of us in a band should become a skin. I'll do it. If you want me to do it, I'm, I'm down. I've abandoned shorts years ago on stage. Yeah, skin can't wear shorts. Uh, I want it to look like it's a special occasion and I want to dress like it's a special occasion. I don't want to dress like it's How about just maybe uh, in drag? Drag would be a very special occasion. You'd Extra be, special. You'd be, you'd be like a big RuPaul. Oh, man. Could you imagine that? Do it. <laughs> Have some fun. <laughs> I could see you in drag. I think it'd be cute. <laughs> it'd give you a chance oh, to wear with some wigs. But maybe the oh, skin man. thing, man. I want, if I did drag, I would do like the low cut Yo, how about we front, do this? Like how about full cleavage, <laughs> like the bu- cleavage busting out? Oh Yo, how about we God. do this for fun? I want to just out. confuse people. I got an idea for fun. One of us has to become a skinhead, okay. and we draw straws. Oh, and shit. we all have to say, "If listen, if you fucking get the shortest straw, you got to do this. Are you in for it? You know, your first album, your first outfit will be on the band. Everybody chip in a 20 piece to get you the right but outfit. But you got to go all in. But you got to become a skin live now for the rest of the shows. You got to be skinhead live. Not at Christmas. Yo, that dude Arthur, skinny Arthur, plays with like, uh, you know, like Gorilla Biscuits and, yeah. uh, you know, Judge yeah. and shit. Yo, he's like. It's nice to have a skin in the mix. He looks cool, man. Yeah. He looks like a vegan skin, like a skinny, like. Like a weak vegan skin. A weak vegan skin. <laughs> oh, what is like cheese, strong man. vegans? He's but a good his bass player, right? He's like he's a, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a really player. good bass but player. But he looks like a weak vegan. Like he, was he in World Be Free? World Be Free. Yeah, oh, I love that one. album. That's, that's a great album. Let's do it. Are you down? I'm down. I bet Luke would look good as a skinhead. Luke would look like a tough ass skinhead. Yeah, like a little fucking <laughs> Yo, box. Yo, I just saw it. You like saw, I totally right? saw it. Yes. Yeah, Luke would look. Yeah. Oh, he would be yeah, killer dude. as a skinhead. Fuck, he's got to win. We Yo, could. imagine Chris as a skinhead. Chris would kill it. Chris would look amazing as a skinhead. Chris would look at like like uh, like the sniper skin, like the skin you don't trust that's in the corner. Yo, Evan would like look he's kind of like, like an Arab looking a skin. Nazi. It, he would look like a total white power. Evan Nazi would skin. look yeah. so much. He looks like, like a Nazi now, and he acts like a Nazi half the time. To be honest. Now you you would look scary as a skinhead. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll go that route. I think you would look scary as a skinhead. Do the chops? Yo, should we do five skins? Ooh. Five skins? Is that too much? Yo, how about for Halloween we do all skinhead? Five all skinhead skins? show and we cover a skinhead band. Ooh, what we band? We do a Cox Bar set as skinheads. Oh, shit. All right? I'm down. Let's do it. Yo, we should book I'm that down now. down for that. Cox Bar set as skinheads and just fucking murder that shit. And talk English in between. Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Yeah, I'm down for I'm the down. straws. I'm, I'm down, down for that for too. It. For this is hardcore. If all I got to do to be a skinhead is dress like a skinhead, then you're fuck, in. I'm, I'll do it. No problem. Sign me up. Oh, I don't need to sign up. No I problem. just need the outfit. Yeah, uh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> man, you guys are crazy. What if I gotta like you know you gotta like do some initiation? I gotta like talk to the head skinhead of yo. Some how about place the skinhead epidemic we I'm had in this area it. years ago? Wild man. We had killer Nazis up and up, up in this motherfucker. Yo, there should be. Eventually, there should be a movie made about it. There should be a movie. That would be a crazy movie. And the the ending of the movie would be like a violent action. Like Me maybe. standing on top of a mountain of dead skinheads <laughs> is the end of the movie, right? Holding a fucking Louisville slugger. <laughs> With an L.A. Kings hat. These skinheads around here got wild, man. Yeah, they, they were got, wild. They so. got too crazy. All right, we got sidetracked. It was question. 
Uh, yeah, that was good. That was a good sidebar, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick from our friend Tom Cops. I don't want to leave him out since hey, he sent us such a nice thank gift. you, Tommy. I won't make fun of your name ever again. This is a good one, man. He said, "If you guys had a chance, what character? Oh, we got more than a fucking chance. We got a fighting chance. If you guys had a chance, what character in any movie would you be?" For example, if you chose John McClane in Die Hard, you would literally get to throw C4 down an elevator shaft and shout yippee motherfucker. Mm. And honestly, if Chris doesn't choose Indiana Jones, I will be shocked. Yeah. That's what he said? Yeah. Oh, wow. I hope this is hardcore is awesome and Europe fucking rules. Thank you, Tom. Let's discuss. Any fucking dude. Chris, what'd you think of that? He, he called any you out. Character. Right you got me. In I any fucking would, pick Indiana Jones straight Would up. you have said that if he didn't remind you? No. I, Indiana Jones, I was like, that would be the coolest shit. All right. To have All the right. fucking bullwhip, the revolver. Yeah, come on. That's dope. Nice. Good for you. All right. Indiana Jones is one of the most unlikely heroes Exactly. In a movie. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It works. Bro. I, wow. When I was a kid, I what loved an imagination. that movie. I love that movie. What an imagination on that Spielberg. Yeah. I'll tell you. Well, he didn't write it, did he? I don't know. He directed he, it. Yeah. That's a good one for Chris. But Chris, when it came up that alone, I wonder what he would have said alone. He'd probably like a fucking... A character in a movie. It would probably be Marcus Spartacus Aurelius. Spartacus or something. From, <laughs> from uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Nah, he got dogged in that movie, though. Yeah. I do not want to go out the way he went out. That sucks. Yeah. He was too good of a man to go out know. like that. Yo, you ever re- read about that dude, Marcus Aurelius? That little dude was bit. the real deal. That was a real deal motherfucker. Just read quotes from him. And he like, just oh, was thinking, he's on that level. thinking and writing and yeah. thinking and writing and thinking and writing. What do you got, Joe? Anything? <sighs> okay, man. Oh, Joe got a good one. I can see. All right. Oh, now. He put his hands together. Look. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he's thinking hard. He knows what he wants. I think one of the coolest characters in any movie tv show anything like that is forrest gump yeah i agree he did everything he desired to do Uh, he thought of it except for marrying jenny but anything else that he he did bone jenny though he did did get her pregnant i I know what kind of nightmare is that though one time you're bone and you got a baby he ejaculated all over her roommate's bathrobe that's kind of cool oh yeah that's right i forgot that scene uh he beat up her boyfriend in the car. A lot of boyfriends. That's pretty straight. Dope. Yo, he used to punch straight. Boom. Like he beat up the dude boom, that boom, boom, boom. touched her in the nightclub. Yeah. Uh, he beat up the guy who smacked her in the Black Panther party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a bad motherfucker. He went to Vietnam. Saved dude. the platoon. He did. He did everything. Had a best friend, Bubba. I think there's there's no greater hero in the movie than Forrest Gump. Well, I've been saying that I for mean, years. I mean, you got Superman. I've been but saying that for years. Superman is like an unbelievable. You know what? Let's leave out superheroes. Yeah. Like, as yeah. far as just regular dudes, I would say Forrest Gump is is my choice, hands down. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, and is, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Gump. You know what? I'm going to say uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Back to School. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, that's the life, baby. He had a son with him. He was giving his son a good life, his son's friend. He was on the diving team. He was nailing young broads. He brought in a fucking hot tub right into the dorm. Fucking triple Lindy. Landed that triple Lindy. He was loaded. He ended up hooking with the hot old professor. Stole her from the fucking English guy. Yeah, with the, the goofy, nerd with the cool car. With the goofy femme car. 
Yo, remember he Rodney Dangerfield? That's me, baby. He owned the the fat guy's pants store. That's right. right? Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? What was the store? Remember who was in that movie? Do too as one of the professors talking about Vietnam. Sam Kinison. Yeah, Sam Kinison. He was good in that. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, was uh, the the cool roommate. Right? Yeah, he was one of the friends, and his son was kind of like a cool. I hate that actor, whoever that son was. Yeah, he's he's. I think he was on a. He was not worthy of to have Ooh, maybe, Dangerfield. Well, I was going to I was going to say Dracula, but I can't. I, we're not going to allow those dudes. It'd be cool to be Dracula. Be kind of cool. Yo, just, I watched Interview with the Vampire. Just be floating around and shit as Dracula. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Crazy movie, man. It's good, but they made the the vampire so like, you know, like by that it was kind of thought weird. I mean, they. I think they made them that way because they were from ancient France. They're from ancient. Oh, the French. Oh, no wonder. You know what I mean? Even vampire Lestat was like a French French aristocrat aristocrat dude. Aristocrat. 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 And uh, yeah, Aristocrat is the Disney movie. (laughs) Yeah, I never saw that. Uh. Aristocrat. So he was like, yeah, he's like a feminine, like you know, pretty boy, like you know, wearing like that was a good movie, wigs though. and frilly things. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. And when the 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 Paris vampires, when they go to Paris and then they get revenge on the on the, the dude for killing the killing the uh, the yeah. maker. Yeah. Whew, and they put the little girl in the sunlight. Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy, yeah. man. No, that was a good one. One of uh, Cruz's best. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a lot of good man. movies. Brad Pitt. Yo, Christian Slater's in that movie. Yeah, he's the interviewer of the vampire. You Truly don't see old is, Christian Slater anymore. You think there's a such thing as a vampire? I don't know. Yo, I heard a, a cool theory about vampires. It's totally made up, but it it was cool, like a line of thinking in the Bible. Cain killed Abel. Mm-hmm. Cain and Abel, brothers, sons of Adam and Eve, like original sons. Like the two, the first generation born mm-hmm. to the earth. Cain killed Abel and God cursed him. And allegedly, according to this one theory, the vampires are the descendants of Cain. That was the curse. You, you're dead, but you're alive. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you don't ever get to see the sunlight. You don't ever get to like enjoy like real humanity like everybody mm-hmm. else. Descendants of Cain. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Descendants of Cain. That's my new band. Descendants of Cain. Oh, yeah, that's shit. A good, that's a good band. <laughs> what do you think about that, Chris? It's pretty fascinating. Chris, do you have like Bible knowledge? Or nah, you Chris just have like historical knowledge? Yeah, I don't really have any kind of real Bible knowledge. Hmm. I have too much. Biblical. What else you got? Anything? That's pretty much it for the questions. All right, back to school. Rodney Dangerfield. Thank you guys for writing in. Uh, yeah, I think really. I might have a couple more, but we'll save those for another time. Uh, I did some really cool interviews, uh, for promotion and stuff like that for the new record. Oh, yeah? Uh, I really appreciate good interviews, man. Some people will come up with some great questions that make you think. Like like that last one there. Like, you know, it's shit like that. That's interesting stuff I want to read. Because if I'm reading an interview, I don't want to read boring shit like about technical studio talk and you know what I mean some yeah. people probably would like to hear that but I, I like hearing off the wall questions outside of the box I'm really excited about the uh, you know seeing where this new record goes yeah, look at this right now look what do you got there Troy look, look in real time what's that say on his IG 
when your friends on Post America Podcast talk about their good tattooer friends. Yeah, what's up, Troy? Troy, yo. Yo, yo look. Mike Ledet just hit me up. Oh, Joe's wearing his I'm shirt. Wearing, I'm wearing Troy's shirt. Troy's in his car right now making a video talking about Joe, and Joe's wearing his shirt over here. Yo, Text that's that crazy. kid. Crazy. And Mike Ledet said, right said look at What look is at, the chances? Troy Mort, he works out of Ohio. He's from uh, Altoona, PA. He's a great tattooist from a whole uh, a, a long lineage of tattooists. Yo, his father's a great tattooist. Yeah. He's a great tattooist. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, now he's working at, uh, I think he's working at Sacred Hand in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Soon he's moving Killing back it. to uh, What's the name of his Altoona, band? right? Vile Mentality. Vile Mentality. Vile Mentality is dope. Yeah, really dope. fresh, cool yeah. sound. I know they have a SoundCloud uh, up now check yeah. out vile mentality and look it's printed on a champagne champagne shirts champagne that's how old timers would say that is that a champagne champagne you old dunce let me see if i can get troy i'm gonna try to do this let you, me see here you gonna, see you gonna get him on the air yeah we got like this new shit on uh we have it everybody has it on instagram you can like call people and, like, yeah facetime people oh shit will, will we hear it? you gotta put it to the mic yeah I'm gonna try chris to is getting nervous troy. already Sound adjustment, sound adjustment. Chris, don't worry. It'll be all right if people can't hear him that great. That's not the end of the, f- the fucking world. <laughs> and while you're doing that, I'm going to say, yo, Ray can't be with us today because remember he was all psyched up about his job, Chris? I do, man. Well, I do. They ripped him off. He got out there to think to Texas and he quit because they're playing with his bread. As he said, motherfuckers is playing with my bread. You heard? <laughs> So, good luck to him. I think he's out in Pittsburgh training for a new job. Nice. Now, he quit. I got to win the lottery so I can fucking hook my man up. And just he quit this. in the coolest way, though. He did. He quit in a, like a, a fantasy kind of way where like people don't quit like jobs like that. Yeah, no yeah. way. Uh, he wrote a sign and put it in his tr- window of his truck. He said, I quit. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, he really I did quit. it. Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Oh. Let's see if we get Troy on this line right Come here. on, Troy, answer you, cunt. Hi, you've reached Sacred Hand Tattoo Society at 960 Parsons Avenue. Oh, you called the tattoo Ohio. shop. Please leave us your name and your number, and I will give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. That's Troy's business line. All right, we'll call Troy later. Yeah, you call this fucking tattoo shop. Yeah, I don't know how to do I did. How do you do like a FaceTime thing? You don't, don't know have his phone way. number? Uh, let me see. No, I wanted to like see him while we talked. Yeah, call really FaceTime cool. and then on his phone number. The hell's wrong with you? This guy's like living in the past and shit. Here we go. You FaceTime him now? Yeah, see what happens here. <laughs> Yo, has he got a girlfriend? If not, I want to hook him up. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I, I, I don't know. We're gonna I'm ask just him. asking. Oh, Troy Mort joined. Let's see what we got. Hey! Yo, yo, Troy, listen, Richie just looked on Instagram and you put a post about us talking about you and check this out, bro. Check it out, Troy. Wearing your shirt. Oh, shit. How sick is that? Looks good on you. Yo, you're on the air right now. Oh, shit. Say hello to the Post America podcast listeners. Ask him what I just asked. Incredible. Crazy. Incredible. This is so serendipitous. It's meant to be. Serendipitous. What do you want me to ask, Richie? Has he got a girl? Uh, Troy, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. You do? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Respect. Respect. Richie was trying to uh, 
I know this hot, this hot midget broad I was going to hook him up with. For the hot midget. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, Troy's a, he's, he, he, he's a wee man. He's a wee man. He's a wee man. Yo, Troy, tell the people, you had a band called Dementor. Yep. Tell them about your favorite shirt you ever made for Dementor. Oh, my favorite shirt. You know the one I'm talking about. With my girl? Yeah. My baby mom, Christy Mack. Yo, he made a shirt with Christy Mack on it and then gave one to Christy Mack. And he has a picture of her holding the shirt. Is he still sweat her? uh, Is he over? Three years ago, four years ago now. That's pretty ballsy. Like that. What did she say when you did that? Uh, her her manager was actually real mad at me. He, uh, <laughs> I said, done of Christy like a year before that. And I talked to her online. And she like followed me on Instagram and stuff. And it was like, it was super cool because I was just kind of dicking around. But uh, so I... When we got there, I said, hey, I don't know if you know me or I don't know if you remember me, but I did that painting of you last year. And immediately she, like, said what's up and knew who I was and talked to me for a minute. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is cool. I was like, I have a, you know, I got a gift for you. But everybody that was there to meet her had a gift for her. And it was always, like, some weird shit, chocolates and fucking flowers and all types of weird shit. A bottle full of cum. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's cool. I had a t-shirt that had her picture on it with our uh, Dementor logo on the butt. And I was like, I wanted to give you one of these. It's one of my band shirts. And her manager got all puffed up and was like, yo, what the fuck is that? He's like, I was like, oh, it's just my band shirt. I just wanted to give one to her. And he was like, do you fucking sell these? And I was like, no way, man. I just made them just for our band. <laughs> I made five, one for each band member. That's it. Yeah, I fucking sold so many of those shirts. <laughs> You should have smacked him in his fucking mouth, a manager. But, yeah, she uh, she said thank you, and I took a picture of it, her holding it, so I could send it to my bandmates, and everybody was happy about it. And Is he still into her? Fucking, probably threw it away or something afterwards. You think so? She would throw out a shirt with her likeness on it? That's bad luck. I mean, maybe not threw it away, but I doubt she's wearing it around. You know, yeah, she probably doesn't wear a shirt with her likeness on it either. Well, you're on Post America podcast. You just told a cool story about Christy Mack. Well, Richie wants to know. Richie wants to know. Are you still into Christy Mack? Every day, I love her. Oh shit! All right, her. good for That's you. That's his baby mom's. She is yep. hot as fuck. They don't have a baby, but she's she starting, will be yo, his baby mom's one day. Ask him if I'm yeah, right. Yeah. Is she starting to look a little Future. a little Future weird? Richie wants to know if Christy Mack is starting to look a little weird. Like maybe too many surgeries or some shit. He don't think so. He thinks she looks perfect. Okay. He's a big fan. And he doesn't appreciate you talking that way about his girl. I'll smack that bitch in the mouth. (laughs) Yo, she got beat up so bad. I know. That's fucked up, man. That's terrible. I shouldn't have said what I said. I saw her. I saw her right afterwards, though. And uh, everybody thought she was going to look real weird from all the surgery and everything. But she still looked good. All right. Chrissy Mack. How about your boy? Got a little uh, less tread on them tires, but she's still doing all right. <laughs> she's still yeah. doing all right. Yo, Hollywood, we wish you luck from the Post America podcast, yeah. Christy Mack. No ill will. No ill will. <laughs> I'm sorry about that smack in the mouth. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I forgot about the whole incident. <laughs> oh, all right, Troy. Man. Well, we have to have you on sometime as like a real guest. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. I'd love to. This is our second phone interview. <laughs> well, I hope it turns out all right. We did Scott Ebanks, and now this you're the second phone interview. But the, the, the Scott Ebanks right one is probably going to sound a little better than this, but we'll see what happens. Because I'm literally holding my phone up against the microphone as I talk to you. Uh, that's all good. All right, Troy. Well, Troy, where do you work? The Tell the people where you work. Give them your, your uh, info so they can look you up and get some work done. Uh, right now, I bounce between Sacred Hand Tattoo in Columbus, Ohio, and Railroad City Tattoo in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Um, I'll be back in Altoona full-time in October. And you can hit me up on Instagram at... At Troy Mort Tattooer, all one word. At Troy Mort Tattooer. That's T R O Y M O R T T A T T O O E R. You got it. <laughs> Yo, when there's a word like tattoo or, or like gorilla or like uh, there's certain words where I can't remember how many, like if, what the double letters are. Like is there two R's or O's or T's? But I think I did good on that one. Troy Mort Tattooer on Instagram. All right, Troy. Peace out, brother. Take it easy, Troy, baby. See you this weekend. All right. No doubt, little brother. All right. That was pretty cool. A little cool cool. little six-minute break. Check this, y'all. Last weekend, a weekend before, I went down to Philly to hang with my people. Me, Zach, Joe Hardcore, Juicy Joel, we ate at that Brazilian place. Fogo de Chow or whatever it's called. Nice. Off the hook. Yeah. Off the fucking hook. So they got a big, huge center cold bar of food. And then they come and just give you all slices of different kind of meat as long as you have your green up. You know what I'm saying? Pork, steak, chicken, this way, that way, garlic, blah, blah. So we're stuffing our faces going in. On the on the cold bar, they have this bacon that is like a sweet and spicy bacon. Oh, shit. So I'm getting that and just watermelon. Like it's like a flavored watermelon, seasoned watermelon. And I'm taking a bite of meat and a watermelon, a bite of meat and a bacon, a bite of meat and a watermelon. Go, going off for hours, right? Hanging out. We're having a good time. So we were just talking about tattoo shops. After that, we went down to Crescent Street Tattoos, owned by the OG from Broad Street Breakdown. Yo, that shop is beautiful. Yeah. And it's 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 in like the perfect spot. You know what I mean? You know that the area called Maniunk? Yeah. Yeah, it's in like that town. Shit going on right under the tracks. Great vibe. His whole family's working. He got the kid working. Got wifey working. Friends smiling. Everybody happy. That's beautiful. That's the American dream. That's beautiful. All right? Meanwhile, while we're here doing all the wrong fucking things because all the wrong moves we made, these tattoo guys like OG, like Troy... Like Joey Knuckles, Big Meese, Derek, Skinny, yeah, man. Ron Russo. They're living write their your dreams. Own, write your own story. They're living their dreams. The fuck did we do wrong? <laughs> We're trying, Richie. Jesus. I'm digging holes. I'm pouring concrete. Somebody shoot me. Rome wasn't built in a day, right, Chris? It My day's almost over. Really How long did it take? Oh, several hundred years. It took a few days, at least. All right, fuck. Days. What else we got going on? Oh, we're doing This is Hardcore. This is Hardcore. I this can't Sunday. Wait. This Sunday. Yeah, we're looking forward. It should be good. And that's our last show. And we haven't played a show in a while. And then we head over to Europe. We do a tour. We got nothing else booked in America. So come to This is Hardcore and see us. You may never see us again on, Ameri- on American, American soil. soil. <laughs> so please come out. Make an effort. 
There's a chance we may never even come home from Europe. Well, listen, the way these planes are operating nowadays, I don't mean to There's throw a, a fucking thing out there, but you know what I mean? They're dropping like flies. All this new Chinese plane fucking shit. We need American planes. Come on, Trump. Oh. So this is hardcore. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's still tickets available. Yep. You people need to be here. This is the fucking Christmas of hardcore. Yeah, we say it every year. And we even if you're hesitating, if you're just hesitating and you're last minute, you're like, oh, actually, Saturday. Just go Saturday. Just go. So buy something. Buy the ticket at the door. Come in. Find Matt Joe. He'll buy you a drink. He'll talk to you all day with his hands I'll behind his back. It. I'll take care of you. Yeah. He'll bring you into the back room. He'll throw you a fucking jujitsu beating. Throw you a little jujitsu party. He'll give you a tutorial. I can't believe you guys are purple, but I can't even tease him no more. Purple, baby. No. Purple. That's, that's in the middle. I can't believe it myself. That's if crazy. I start teasing, I put my arm behind my back, push on it, whatever they do. I know a couple Touch a pressure point. You'll collapse to the ground. Yeah. Um, it's all good, baby. Yeah, so I'm really excited about tour, too. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah. It's going to be a shock to the system. Yeah, we're going to all be, be sick within again. three days, dying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm excited, and uh, I wanted to say one more time, good job with Scotty Banks interview oh, thanks man I really good best. i do my best uh it's wild man there's some crazy shit it's crazy a dude ratted yeah, him out what the fuck him out and it's like you broke I, my heart fredo i got i got choked up I'm not gonna lie i got when, choked when he up said, when he said it when he said his heart was broke yeah i was like fuck man i was putting myself in that position I, like yeah, imagine was, you're there and like and so then mr christopher mavramatis stated and like yeah, you're like, huh? Christopher Mavramatis, that's my homeboy. What That'd the fuck? That'd be fucking terrible. Ugh. What the fuck? That motherfucker, what the fuck? And then you never see anybody again. You yeah, can't even go it. home you and say. You can't even ask him. You can't confront no. him. You can't do shit. You can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. That's, oh, God, I couldn't even imagine, man. And then when you, then when you do have the opportunity again, you're mm-hmm. a fucking middle-aged man. And you're. Wow. And in Scotty's defense, he's enlightened. He's on a different level, different plateau of thinking and forgiveness. He's unique to mankind. Yeah. So the good, the the silver lining of his story is that he's yeah he's he's his mentality is like yes very rare. If I went through what it's he rare. went through, I'd still be in a joint swinging from vines like a fucking sick wild animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. His mentality is rare, mm-hmm. and he came out of it unscathed. He came out of it enlightened. He came out of it wiser than he went in, and he's got like he's got a lot of life to live still, so he's he's doing okay. Good for you, Scotty. Good for you. Hopefully, we see him at this arc. We said he's going to try, but he don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. No. So, on that note, let's end it. This is a lot of fun. Everybody, send us more questions. It might be a while before we do another one because you know, homie Baboon is going to stay home while we go on tour. So send, we will send more than likely, more than likely, will attempt to do some of these on tour. Hopefully, it works out. We'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, so send your questions and comments and everything to postamericapodcast at gmail dot com or postamericapodcast on Instagram. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts for the people? Live life to the fullest. Go to This Is Hardcore. Chris C. Beautiful. Enjoy yourself. Beautiful. Chris C. Peace out, people. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. 
get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck is this you in? This is post-America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!